Good evening. It's good to be with y'all <clears throat> this afternoon and uh, thankful for this opportunity to be back with you. I do want to, uh, <clears throat> we'll make this announcement again uh, when we close tonight, but uh, uh, we will be going back into the church this coming Sunday. Um, so this coming Sunday will be, what's the date? Uh, the 27th. September 27th, we will go back in the church. Uh, 11 o'clock service, no Sunday school, no Sunday night service. Wednesday nights will continue to be online. And I've tried to get uh, a little bit better with service times on Wednesday night, but uh, that doesn't always happen. <clears throat> but uh, going on just a little bit early tonight. Um, but uh, nevertheless, Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, we will be going back in the church for service. Um, next Wednesday night, um, for the need to hold conference, we will be having our, uh, this will be the first conference we've had in roughly six months. So we will be having conference in the church next Wednesday night. That will be September 30th at seven o'clock. So we'll have <clears throat> preaching and we'll go into conference next Wednesday night and, um, then the following Sunday, which will be October the 4th, um, of course, we'll have our regular Sunday morning service at the church at 11 o'clock. Uh, good Lord willing, we ask that you please practice social distancing. If you want uh, or need to wear a mask, we would encourage you to wear a mask. If you're sick, don't feel good, we'd encourage you to stay at home. Uh, we want to uh, be in the church uh, as much and as long as we possibly can. So, um, But October the 4th, we will start our, um, should be our summer revival, which should have ran the fourth week in July, uh, but we're just now getting around to it uh, with all the uh, health events that kind of sprung up around us. <coughs> we are, uh, um, we're just now getting around to it. So Brother Chad Dale, Brother Cody Wright will be in revival with us October the 4th. Uh, we don't know for sure yet exactly if we're having it in the church. If we do not have it in the church, it'll be at uh, Laddie Schoolhouse uh, under the arbor. So if you have thoughts, concerns, or opinions about that, I know that Laddie is probably getting less and less likely just because of the weather. Uh, we're actually going to have a fall this year, so it's going to be pretty cool outside. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we just ask everybody, if you would, please, 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 please uh, pray primarily number one uh, be praying for the revival uh, be praying for the preachers that are coming to help in revival uh, but uh, pray for uh, the health and safety of the church because we desperately desperately need revival ask that you would get the word out <clears throat> and we will finalize the destination of that revival uh, in in the next few coming days before next week we'll find out for sure exactly what we're going to do uh, but all that being said, we'll make those announcements again here in just a few minutes uh, when we close the Bible study when uh, a few more people jump on or listen later. Uh, but we're thankful to be back with you tonight. Uh, we're going to conclude and finish up with Romans chapter, the book of Romans. and uh, um, We're going to read chapter number 16 tonight. Uh, and we're going to, however long this takes... <laughs> Uh, we're going to finish the book of Romans tonight. So, um, <clears throat> and uh, the software that I use uh, uh, to study with a lot has an audio Bible. And if you haven't read the 16th chapter of the book of Romans, it's got some pretty trying names in it. 
it's not common names. It's not Peter, Paul, and John. Um, so we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and then I'm going to let uh, the computer read to us chapter number 16, and then we're going to get into this. <clears throat> um, uh, so our Father, as we bow in our presence tonight, God, we thank you, Lord, for this privilege, honor, and opportunity, God, uh, to bow together with uh, uh, your servants, your people, your children. Father, we thank you. We love you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, God, most of all for loving us when we were unlovable. We thank you, Lord, for your precious Son, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, God. Uh, I'm thankful for Romans 5 when you said, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. We pray, God, that you'd strengthen us, uh, establish us, encourage us, Lord, watch over us, keep us, and care for us. We pray, Father, for all those that are sick and afflicted, those that are hurting, lost, and lonely. Uh, we pray, God, that, Lord, most of all, if uh, somebody somewhere, somehow, uh, has never received Jesus precious to their never-dying soul, it is our heart's desire and our earnest intention, God, to see them saved uh, before they go off and step into eternity uh, to meet you. We pray, God, that, Lord, you watch over us tonight. Bless thy word, God, as we read and study. Uh, let us rightly divide it. Uh, God, let us be good stewards of what you've given us. We pray, God, that you would uh, uh, just give us abundance of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, God, as we navigate through thy word, uh, God, that we would uh, treat it respectfully and we would, uh, as we've already said, rightly divide it. Watch over us now. We'll thank you and praise you for what you do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Romans chapter number 16. Romans chapter number 16. Three minutes and 26 seconds, it says, is what it's going to take to read it to I us. I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Chantrea, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succorer of many, and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Epinetus, who is the first fruits of Achaia unto Christ. Greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on us. Salute Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. Salute Urbane, our helper in Christ, and Stachys, my beloved. Salute Apellus, approved in Christ. Salute them which are of Aristobulus' household. Salute Herodian, my kinsman. Greet them that be of the household of Narcissus, which are in the Lord. Salute Trithena and Tryphosa, who labor in the Lord. Salute the beloved Persis, which labored much in the Lord. Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Salute Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermas, Petrobus, Hermes, and the brethren which are with them. Salute Philologus and Julia, Narius and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints which are with them. Salute one another with an holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. 
and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Timotheus, my workfellow, and Lucius, and Jason, and Sosipater, my kinsman, salute you. I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, salute you in the Lord. Gaius, mine host, and of the whole church, saluteth you. Erastus, the chamberlain of the city, saluteth you, and Quartus, a brother. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. All right. That's the reading of Romans chapter number 16. I didn't pronounce anything wrong. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Romans chapter number 16. All right. We get to conclusion uh, of the letter that uh, uh, Paul has written to the church at Rome. It's taken us roughly over six months to get through here uh, with a few cut-ins here and there, but <clears throat> nevertheless, uh, we're finally getting down to the end of this and don't know exactly where we're going to go yet, but uh, we'll figure that out <clears throat> as as time serves. But uh, we get right here in uh, the 16th chapter of the book of Acts, and we see, I I'm not going to go through these uh, the whole entire list of names, but we see some names in, in these uh, first few verses right here that are very familiar to us, some that are not familiar to us. Uh, but uh, most of these are all recorded in the uh, book of Acts and, and Paul's th three missionary journeys that he took uh, through the preaching of the gospel. But here we see where uh, uh, the very first verse where the Bible talks about where he's, he said, uh, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of Christ. Uh, so this is uh, uh, Phoebe. She was, uh, according to history, she was a very wealthy woman. Uh, she helped establish, we believe, through history's reading when she helped establish the church at Rome. Uh, and Paul is actually hand-delivering this letter to her uh, to go carry to the church at Rome. And then we get into uh, verse number three. We see where uh, Perisca and uh, Aquila, uh, these are the, the, the husband and wife that helped Paul establish the church at Ephesus. You can read that in Acts chapter number 18. Uh, he's also a tent maker. Uh, so he helped uh, Paul uh, financially. He helped Paul every way he possibly could uh, to make sure that the furtherance of the gospel uh, was carried on. Uh, but here he gives his salutations and his greetings uh, to all the Christians, to the saints that he loves so dearly uh, that are now positioned themselves uh, in Rome. Uh, and and, uh, and he, he tells uh, the, the church of Rome to pay attention to who they are, to what they've done, what they've been through. All right, so we get through all the greetings, and essentially we have uh, in verse 1 through uh, verse number 16, we have salutations and we have greetings uh, of friends, acquaintances, uh, and those that he's established churches with. Then we kind of transition and we get into uh, what I'll call the meat of this chapter right here. Uh, so uh, that's the quickest I've ever went through 16 verses, I know. Uh, so, um, uh, but we're, we really want to focus for just a few minutes uh, on uh, these last passages in the latter portion uh, of the 16th chapter. 
so the Bible tells us, we pick up here in verse number 16, it says, salute one another with an holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Uh, now, verse number 17, he changes his posture and his disposition uh, as he's riding to the church at Rome. And, and if you'll read this, uh, we see in, in all of Paul's epistles, uh, when he lays down the foundation of the church, the doctrines of the church, uh, not only the doctrines of the church, but the doctrines of grace, the ordo salutis, uh, the order of salvation. Uh, we see the constitution of God's salvation, which is primarily written to us in the book of Romans. This is the constitution for the Christian church. Uh, this is the establishment of all things that are made uh, and brought to fruition through our Savior, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible tells us, as we get into verse number 17 here, and we see that Paul has a strong transition in language. In verse number 17, he says, Now I beseech you, or I'm begging you to pay attention. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. Uh, so primarily, listen, now we, we think about this because we have the entirety of, uh, of the text. We have the entire all the epistles. We have all these things that are in front of us. We've got to carry ourselves uh, when we, uh, it goes a long way in understanding the Bible when we understand who he was writing to, when when he was writing it, where he was writing it, and what he was addressing. Uh, and so, listen, we have to focus the context of this comment primarily, and we're going to read this and relate this back to several different uh, places where he addresses different churches in different epistles. We're going to go to the book of Acts uh, here in just a few minutes where he addresses this specifically. But the Bible says, Now I beseech you, brethren, uh, mark them which cause divisions uh, and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. So this doctrine primarily that he's speaking about, that he's talking about, is the doctrine which he just he just addressed in the previous 15 chapters of the book of Romans. This is the doctrine that he is wanting to, take, to pay specific attention to. This is why I spent six months working through the book of Romans. Now, if I explained it in, in enough and explicit detail uh, to which I've done it justice, no, probably I have not. But I hope, as I've prayed every time before we got into the reading of the text, is that we have tried our very best through prayer and through understanding and through God's knowledge to rightly divide His Word. Uh, but Because, friends, listen, we need to pay... St uh, stark and strict attention. We need to give credence and heed uh, to the things uh, which the doctrines have instructed us in. Uh, we should abide in them. We should dwell in them. Now the Bible tells us here, uh, it says, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine uh, which you have learned and avoid them. I want to carry, if you will, and you can turn with us over to Acts chapter number 20. Acts Chapter number 20, we're going to pick up reading in verse number 25. Now, this is when Paul uh, is addressing the church uh, at Ephesus, and he's having a conversation with the, uh, with the church elders that are at Ephesus. Uh, so we pick up in Acts chapter number 20 uh, and start reading in verse number 25. And the Bible says, And now, uh, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have uh, gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. And this is his address to the church at Ephesus. He said, Wherefore I take, I take uh, you to the record this day that I am uh, pure from the blood of all men, 
For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Uh, friends, listen, and I want to say this tonight. Uh, listen, uh, we're doing a, dis a, a, a disservice and an, uh, a criminal justice uh, to our churches uh, around our areas. Uh, listen, around this country, this nation, and this state. If we continue to hide people from the word of God and we, and we continue to hide people from what the true text of the word of God tells us and reveals to us. We need to address these things. We need to address the doctrines of the church. That's what Paul, uh, Paul wrote or had written in the book of Hebrews when he begins to address uh, specific things to the Christians. Uh, listen, uh, and he begins to tell them, and listen, he, he said, it's high time uh, that we move on and move past the milk of the word. And he said, listen, these elementary and fundamental things, yes, we need them. We need instruction in them. Should we study them? Absolutely. Should we cover them extensively? Absolutely. But he said, friends, listen, there comes a time when you have to get off the milk of the word and you must progress and move forward into the meat of the word. Friends, listen, when we get into the meat of the word is when we get into controversial doctrinal issues. Uh, listen, a lot of people say we should only preach the elementary things. No, we should not only preach the elementary things because when we preach the elementary things of the word of God, uh, are they needful? Are they necessary? Are they a necessity? I'll say yes to this. Uh, but friends, I'm going to say this. Listen, we need to make sure that our churches are fed, that our churches are grown, that our churches are, are nurtured. Uh, we need to make sure that the flock of God uh, are fed fed nutrients from the word of God. We must continue to progress and grow. Uh, we must grow in grace and in knowledge. And friends, listen, that takes pressing things uh, and moving on from the elementary things and the fundamental things and the milk of the word and moving on to the uh, the, the weightier and meatier matters. Uh, listen, and when we, when we start addressing these things, this is where contentions come. Uh, this is where divisions come. This is where the divisiveness of the church falls into play. Uh, friends, listen, and this is what we need to address. But the Bible tells us, and now behold, or in verse number 27, he says, For I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of the word of God. Quit hiding people from the word of God. It's time to preach the word of God in its entirety and its purity from cover to cover, from in the beginning to amen. Friends, listen, even the covers are holy. It says holy Bible. Friends, listen, we should not exclude one thing. We should do all that we can while we can to declare the whole counsel of the word of God unto a lost and dying and falling generation that is hellstruck stricken and hell bound without and they're hopeless without a savior in his and listen our savior's name is the lord jesus christ should we cry aloud and spare not absolutely friends listen do we all have different postures do we all articulate the word of god differently uh, yes we do uh, friends, listen. But I'm uh, I'm going back what to Paul uh, what Paul addresses when the Bible tells us. He said, "If they're not against us, then they're for us." Uh, friends, listen. We should do more uh, praying for our Christian brothers and sisters that are trying to promote uh, the cause of Christ and uh, trying to promote and get the gospel out into a lost and dying world. We should promote. We should encourage, and we should pray. Uh, listen. I, I want to say this, friends. Listen. We've spent uh, uh, too too long and too too many hours locked in, uh, listen, into an internal family debate. And listen, I, I, I'm going to address some things tonight and because this is the whole reason that we really studied the book of Romans. So listen, 
He said, for I am not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. He said, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Uh, friends, listen to me. It is an absolute uh, necessity. This is what Paul wrote to us in the book of Timothy. Uh, listen, I'm, uh, all my preacher brothers that's watching or may listen later, I, I want to address, uh, address this, uh, not just to the preachers, to the deacons, to the Sunday school teachers. Uh, listen, to the lay members. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. First Peter 15, uh, 3.15, he said, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. Uh, friends, listen to me. Paul addresses Timothy when he is on his exodus and he's being delivered. Uh, listen, uh, uh, the next day, uh, it's imminent in his life that his head will be taken from him. His God's gospel ministry will cease. He will not preach anymore. Uh, uh, listen, uh, he will not amass the countryside. He will never make another missionary journey. He knows that his death is presently imminent. He understands this. He knows where he came from. He knows that he left the fair cynical tribe uh, that he came from. Listen, he is a well-educated, well-learned apostle. Uh, listen, he gave his life. He gave his faculties. History tells us that Paul was robbed of his sight. That his faculties, uh, listen, his physical faculties, that he was lame in his leg, that he was most probably blind. Uh, listen, because of the multiple times that he'd been stoned for the preaching of the gospel and for the cause of Christ. Friends, listen, he could have walked away. He could have went a different way. But, uh, listen, uh, in an uh, uh, in a Roman jail cell by a candlelight, uh, listen, he took a pen with the best that he possibly could if he could even write. Uh, listen, a lot of historians, and I tend to believe this way myself, a lot of historians would say that pen, uh, that he couldn't even pen uh, the book of Timothy because, uh, listen, uh, his hands were debilitated uh, from the fact of where he had been beaten immensely so many times for preaching the gospel and the cause of Christ. Uh, friends, listen, I, I, I promise I'm going to get to this in just a few minutes. The, uh, Romans 16 is going to be a charge not only to the church to the deacons to the Sunday school teachers to the lay members uh, friends listen to me this is a charge a charge to God's church in general it is high time that we wake up it is high time that we mount up that we lock arms for the cause of Christ we march forward uh, listen with a unified voice uh, clearing casting our bread upon the waters uh, friends listen crying aloud and sparing not uh, repent for the kingdom of God is hand. Listen, friends, it's time that we actively pursue the cause of Christ. But the Bible tells us as Paul came down, listen, and whether he wrote it himself personally or whether he had it pinned by candlelight, as he looked from a jail cell, he knew his death was imminent. He looked to his son in the gospel. Friends, he looked to his son in the gospel, Timothy, Timotheus. Friends, listen, he had journeyed with him. He had labored with him. He knew where he came from. Paul knew where he came from. Paul was a very knowledgeable, highly 
educated man. As I've already addressed, he was a Pharisee. Listen, he could quote from memory the first five books of the Bible. Listen, he could walk through the Pentateuch. Friends, listen, this was requirements to be, listen, a member and part of the Sanhedrin where he stood and where he defected and came from after he was struck listen, or stricken down on the road to Damascus and God done a glorious work inside of him where he yielded to the Holy Spirit of God and received Jesus precious to his never dying soul. Uh, but friends, listen, uh, as he lay there by candlelight, uh, uh, listen, uh, and he thought about his son in the ministry and then the gospel, Timothy. Uh, listen, he told him, he said, he, he, he penned these words. Uh, he said, preach the word. Uh, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering. Friends, today, listen, I, I know, uh, listen, I want to say this. Uh, because uh, there was a man the other day, he said, uh, Chris, he said, I feel like I've done more harm to the church in the last five or six months. Uh, listen, now listen, we're living in unprecedented times. The church is having to navigate through something that we ourselves have never had to navigate through. I'm not saying that it, the church has never been through this. Listen, we're reading about what, listen, when the church uh, first started, they met in homes, they met in houses, they met on the sides of the roads. There was no place for them. They were stricken. They were martyred. They were murdered. They were killed. They were beaten. They were stoned for the cause of Christ. Are things hard? Uh, listen to me. Yes, they're hard. Uh, but friends, listen to me. I, we need to understand we are spoiled rotten today. Uh, listen, in our gospel church, uh, listen, especially in the Americanized culture. Uh, friends, today, listen. Uh, now, had I rather be in the church house amongst God's people? Yes, I had. Uh, but friends, listen to me. When we start making cries and demands and throwing out ultimatums to pastors and deacons uh, friends listen uh, because we can't sit in our place in church and we can't stand in our place in the choir and we can't uh, listen we can't be seen of other men of other people friends listen we need to understand where the listen what the church has lived through and what we will probably live through I don't know will whether we will or will not but friends listen we understand that we're in the time of tribulation and there's a time of great tribulation ahead Right, listen, we need to understand these things. I know I'm getting kind of wordy tonight, and I promise I'm not getting off topic. But listen, we need to understand this. Because, hey, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1, verse number 16, he said, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul, uh, listen, emphatically emphasized his son in the gospel, Timothy. He said to preach the word. Uh, listen to me. He didn't tell him to pack up. He didn't tell him to go build tents. He didn't tell him to quit preaching. Uh, listen, he didn't tell him to pack his Bibles and his epistles up. He didn't tell him to pack away the hymn. Listen, he told me, he said, Timothy, listen, it's more than likely, most probably going to cost you a life just like it's costing me mine. Listen to me. There's probably going to be many friends, many family members. They're going to leave you. They're going to forsake you. But he said it is worth it in the end. As Paul reflected back on his life after he had penned these things to Timothy, he said, I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. Listen to me. 
I've finished the course. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me in that day and not me only but all them who love his appearing. Listen, I want to uh, listen, I want to challenge and charge the church tonight. I want to challenge and charge the preachers. Uh, Friends, today listen, we are living in a world, in a time uh, when the world, listen as a a necessity for the soul cleansing, saving gospel message of our Savior the Lord Jesus Christ. Now is not time uh, to be getting discouraged. Now is not time to be cowering down. Now is not time uh, to be backing away or quitting or saying it's too hard. Now is the time when you find that old prayer grounds that you used to go to. Uh, Listen, uh, it's time you get the chainsaws and the weed eaters out. Uh, Listen, and you clean out the paths to the old prayer grounds. Amen. Uh, Friends, listen, you blow the leaves off the rock pile and you get down there and you get down to business with God. Uh, Friends, listen, for he said whatsoever is bound of the earth uh, shall be bound in heaven, but whatsoever is loosed on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Uh, Friends, that is a promise. Uh, Listen, that is a claim that we, uh, he said whatsoever you ask according to my will, it shall be granted unto you. Uh, Friends, listen, there is a promise. There is a hope. Uh, Listen, and there is a covenant. Uh, Listen, he said I will if you will. Uh, Friends, listen, it's time, uh, listen, that we embrace and we embody listen, the state, the climate, the current affairs that we are living in and we use them for the benefit and for the cause of Christ and for the promotion of the gospel that lost men, women, boys and girls might hear about our Savior Jesus and be saved. Friends, listen, now is the time. Now is the time. Well, friends, listen, uh, we, uh, I, 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 Brother Cody Riley, I mentioned this a few Sunday mornings ago. He made this comment. Uh, listen, just a few weeks ago, he said, I don't have time. Uh, friends, listen to me. Uh, we need to keep that in our minds. We need to keep that in our sights. Uh, friends, in, in Matthew chapter number 25, Jesus addresses, and I'm going to get back to Acts 20 in just a few minutes, but Jesus addresses uh, in Matthew chapter number 25, he addresses a series of events and he tells us a parable. He said they were uh, ten virgins, five wise and five were foolish. Uh, listen, he said the five wise went to him that sold and bought oil, uh, listen, and filled their vessels. He said the five foolish, uh, listen, uh, listen, they squandered the message. They didn't believe that the bridegroom was coming. The Bible tells us, uh, listen, at the midnight hour and the midnight cry came, uh, listen, and the cry was this. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. All ye who are ready, uh, listen, make way and entry. Uh, listen, and the scripture tells us that the five foolish which had no oil in their lamps, they came and they went to those that possessed oil and said, Give us of what you have. Uh, friends, listen. Uh, listen, they said, We have not enough to give unto thee. Go unto him that sells. Uh, friends, listen to me. I'm telling you, uh, listen, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be 
be trying to buy when it's time to cash in. Uh, friends, listen to me. Uh, you'll have no space. You'll have no opportunity. Uh, friends, listen to me. It does not boil down to race, creed, color, or ethnicity. Uh, friends, listen to me. Uh, all these things that we have postured and propped up and all these sins that we have stacked up and we have put them, uh, listen, in ascending and descending order in their propensity. Uh, friends, I'm here to tell you uh, on that great glorious judgment day, he's coming for the redeemed of God. He's coming for those that have professed a hope and a promise in the Lord Jesus Christ and all those that have rejected the promise of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, will be cast into outer darkness. There is a judgment day coming. Are you ready? Are you ready? Preachers, have you, uh, uh, listen, I, I, I say this as a charge and a challenge to myself. Uh, listen, have we preached the whole counsel of God? Verse 28, the Bible says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, under shepherds. Uh, friends, today, listen to me. I, I, I've said this, and I mean this. Listen, and I hope that you can hear the truth in this. Uh, listen, we have a well-petted flock. I'm talking about holistically speaking. We have a very well-petted flock, but we have a under... Uh, listen, they are a malnourished flock. Uh, listen, I, I, I want to say that globally, universally. Uh, listen, uh, corporately as a church in the United States of America, friends, listen to me, uh, we want pep talks. We want encouraging speeches. We do not want and we do not encourage preaching. We do not want to talk about the things, uh, listen, that will bring us to the cause of Christ. We don't want to talk about the, and address the things uh, that are revelation of sin in our lives. Uh, friends, listen to me. I, I want to tell you something. When David had committed uh, adultery with Bathsheba, he thought that he had gotten away with it. Listen, and there was a little prophet. There was a little man of God that showed up. Uh, listen, and he spoke a parable unto David. Listen, and he said there was a king who amassed a great vast amount of land. Uh, listen, he had thousands and thousands of flock. Uh, listen, and his neighbor to him. Uh, listen, he had just a small parcel of land. Uh, listen, and he had a handful of sheep and one little ewe lamb. Uh, listen, he said the man that had the vast majority went over there and stole this man's one little ewe lamb. David said, I'd have the man killed. Nathan looked David in the eyes and he said, Thou art the man. Uh, friends, today, listen to me. I I'm telling you something. It's time. I'm not talking about people's specific sins. I'm talking about it's time that we started dressing sin as a whole and telling people that unbelief in the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, will ultimately end and result in a godless, hopeless eternity called hell. Friends, listen, we've got to tell them. I believe I said this last Wednesday night or maybe even Sunday morning, First, uh, First Corinthians chapter 4, the Bible says, for if my gospel be hid, it is hid to those that are lost. Friends, listen, we should take it out. But listen, now the Bible tells us, I'm never going to get through this. It's already been 35 minutes. It says, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God. Feed the church of God. 
Friends, listen, it didn't say to make sure that they're well petted. Should we pet? Listen, there's a difference between petting and loving. Amen. Uh, friends, listen to me. But uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you can pet somebody. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I just want to say this. Love comes with chastening. Now, chastening in love looks different uh, than child abuse. Amen. Uh, listen, but I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I got my rear end tore up. Uh, for disobedience, uh, but it was done out of love. It was done out of love. Friends, listen to me. I'm thankful. Uh, I, I see. Uh, I don't know if she's still watching or not. My grandma. She's staying with uh, with us. Been down here a couple weeks. <clears throat> Going to stay with us a little bit longer. We're thankful that she's here. But I thought about this often. I remember when I was a young boy. <clears throat> listen, and, I, and uh, I can't remember what I'd done, tore a hole in the screen. I'm sure I was a very mischievous little boy running around, probably done something. I, I don't even know what I did that I shouldn't have done, but I know I shouldn't have done it. But I thought I could outrun her. <clears throat> and I'll never forget, <clears throat> the church was across the road, a uh, long uh, white gravel driveway, and I just cut out down the driveway, and I'll never forget, uh, she come in behind me, just whipping me every, every step down the driveway. Uh, Francis, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, listen, but I thank God for those memories and those moments because of those moments of chastisement remind me of the love. And I'm glad, friends, listen, I'm glad if we are loved to the Father and if we love Him, I'm, I'm glad that even in our sin, even in our hypocrisy, even in our disobedience, when we're running away, I'm glad that chastisement follows us. Amen. I'm glad that we have a God of love that pursues us. God is the initiator. God is the seeker. God is the Savior. And God is the sealer. Friends, listen, he is all things to all people. Uh, friends, listen, but we need to make sure that our, that our flock is fed. Uh, and we say, well, uh, this is only isolated uh, to those that are pastoring. No, this is not isolated to those that are pastoring. Uh, friends, listen, a lot of people used to, I, I used to say this myself before I was pastoring or, or when I was not pastoring, I'd say I'm just a dump drunk preacher. I back up, drop a load and leave. But I'm going to say this. I want to say something, friends. Listen, it's time that we start taking, uh, listen, more earnest heed and carefulness to the things which we preach and the things which we say because we are feeding the flock of God. We need to make sure that they are well-fed, well-nourished. Now listen to this. Take heed. Now I know I've read this four times. I'm going to read it again. Take ye therefore unto yourselves to all flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God. Feed them which he hath purchased with his own blood. Friends, listen to me. And I want to say this. Church leaders, pastors, listen, if the shoe fits, wear it. Amen. We need to be reminded of one thing. This is the bride of Christ. This is Jesus' bride. He died for it. I didn't and you didn't. This is his bride that he loves, and we should treat her in that fashion. Amen. Uh, listen to me. We should treat her in that fashion. She's rightly deserving of the truth. 
She's rightly deserving to be fed. She's rightly deserving to be loved. She's rightly deserving to be chastised. Uh, but friends, listen, these things must be done in accordance with the doctrines which we have been taught. This is what Paul is addressing. For I know this, that after my departing uh, shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Now listen, this is Paul writing to the church of Ephesus. He said, I know as soon as I leave from here that there's going to be somebody else that comes right in back behind me that tries to tear down everything that I have stood up. He said, this is why it's important that you read the Word of God, that you study the Word of God, that you understand and adhere and love the doctrines of God. Listen to me. I'm telling you, lots of preachers, uh, listen, they take this posture and they take this. And they say, well, uh, we don't need those things. Those things cause controversy and they cause confusion because people may believe different this way or that way. Well, I promise you this. Uh, people will be absolutely confused, caught off guard and standing in the dark and the emperor will have no clue if we never instruct them and we constantly spend a lifetime hiding them from the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Study the Word of God. Pray over the Word of God. Friends, listen, for I know this. Now Paul says, he's, he's preparing the elders at Ephesus. This is what he's writing to. This is what he's telling them. He's preparing the elders at Ephesus. And he said, now listen, as soon as I get done from here, there are going to be wolves they're going to enter in among you, and they're not going to spare the flock. They're going to devour them left and right. Remember, I preached on this two Sunday mornings ago. Be sober, be vigilant, for the adversary of the devil walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Re Revelation chapter number 12, the Bible tells us, John the Revelator, he wrote to us, uh, listen, he said, uh, he said, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath, for he knoweth that he hath but a short time. John 10, for the devil has not come, but for to steal, kill, and, uh, uh, steal, kill, and destroy. <clears throat> but Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Our Bible study is important. Yeah, you better, be studying your, you better be studying your Bible. Amen. Preaching services, are they needful? You better believe it. Uh, listen, if you're listening to me, you know me. I love preaching. Amen. I love studying the Word of God. Are these things needful? Yes, they are needful. Friends, listen to me. We must get back to the Word of God. We must get back to the worth of prayer. We must understand. Listen, I can tell you with 100% Cartesian certainty. If you never ask, you will never receive. If you never read, you will never understand. If you never try, you will never fail. Uh, friends, listen to me. I'm telling you something. Are we going to hit a home run every time out of the gate? No. Listen, every time we... You know, listen to me. I, I want to give you this wonderful comparison. Uh, if you know the only thing about baseball, listen. There are people that are in the Hall of Fame that have a 300-ish batting average. Lifetime career batting average. Three, uh, roughly 300%. Uh, listen. I'm going to tell you something. That means that they failed 70% of the time. These are Hall of Famers. Uh, friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. We're not going to hit it out of the park every single time. Uh, we're not going to do it right every single time. But friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. If we're afraid of failure, 
and we never try, we will never have anything to reflect on. Listen, we talk about what we had as a child. We talk about our, our, our church houses. We talk about our meeting houses. We talk about our revivals. We talk about our preachers and pastors. We talk about well, the wonderful services, the mass multitudes of people that we've saw say, Francis. It's because that generation made an investment. It's time that this generation make an investment. I'm preaching myself now. Listen, it's time that we make an investment for those that are coming on behind us. It's not about us anymore. It's about what's behind us. It's about sustaining a legacy. It's about making sure the flock of God is fed. It's about making sure that doctrines are taught, that doctrines are loved, and that doctrines are kept. Amen. Friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something, Francis, and we must preserve these things. The cross of Calvary. Amen. Listen, I'm glad that we fundamentally understand. We fundamentally affirmed that we had a we had a Savior, the second person of the Trinity, the Emmanuel. Listen, he come down. He was conceived. Listen, there was a little virgin laden over there by the name of Mary that was conceived and bore upon by the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Godhead. At the first person, God the Father's utterance. Listen, hey, three beings and one person, or, or three persons and one being. Friends, listen. But we see where he was conceived, uh, listen, uh, of the Holy Ghost. He was born of a Virgin Mary. He lived 33 and a half years. In the 30th year of his ministry, he began to preach his own gospel. He went to the cross of Calvary, yielded himself for the sacrifice and the saving of all mankind. Amen. Uh, friends, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 9. For the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, uh, as some men count slackness but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. I'm glad that there was, an, uh, listen, in, uh, uh, in intention and extension and an application for me, myself, personally, at the cross of Calvary. But he lived his own, uh, preached his own gospel three and a half years, went, yielded, surrendered, and sacrificed himself upon a tree and a hill called Galgotha. Uh, listen, he yielded himself back to the Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. They put him in the ground, but he already prophesied. I listen, he said, I listen, he said, you may tear, he said, I'm going to tear down the temple. I listen, but he said, glory to God, in three days I shall rebuild it. Amen. On the third glorious morning, he came forth victorious over death, hell, and the grave. I listen, he claimed, I listen, he is the great high priest priest, the great king, and the great prophet. Uh, friends, listen. And he rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Uh, listen, ascended the Father to make the eternal, blessed, uh, glorious blood sacrifice, which was fulfillment of Hebrews 9, 27, the old tabernacle. Uh, listen, 50 days from his resurrection, the ascension came uh, in Acts chapter number 2, and the Bible said that they stood there gazing into the sky. Uh, listen, as they seen Jesus go away and the angels came and declared and said unto him ye men of Galilee why stand ye here gazing for this same Jesus that you see going away shall return in like manner friends listen his second return is imminent the Lord Jesus is coming after the redeemed listen he'll gather the sheep listen and he'll put him on his right hand he'll gather the goats the Bible tells us in the parable of the sower in 
Matthew chapter number 12. Uh, listen, he said, I'll gather the sheep. Uh, listen, or, or the wheat. He said, I'll gather the wheat. And uh, listen, uh, the wheat. And he said, I'll gather it into my barn. But he said, the tares. I'll gather them together. I'll bundle them up and I'll throw them into the barn to be burned. Friends, listen to me. I'm glad that we, uh, that we have uh, reached a consensus that we know what the foundation of our gospel is. For I know this, that after the departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock also of your own self, shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Friends, listen to me. I I'm going to tell you something. There's some people in the church, and I'm going to address this tonight, amen. There's some people in the church you, you just cannot please. You cannot please them. And if you're going to serve in a place of leadership, you have to make decisions. No decisions are not popular. Right, friends, listen to me. You're going to have people on both sides of the fence. It's always going to be too hot. It's always going to be too cold. The lights are going to be too bright. Uh, the church is going to be too early. It's going to be too late. There's too many people here. Right, friends, listen to me. I've heard just about every possible premise and excuse that can be postured and posed. Right, listen to me. I understand that. Uh, but friends, listen to me. There, there comes a place and point in time uh, when we have to make decisions. We must make these decisions scripturally and prayerfully based. We must understand these things. We must nurture the doctrines of God. We make sure, make sure that the flock of God is fed. Amen. That is our primary target and our primary goal. Because listen, there's going to be a lot of people, listen, that are going to bring adverse uh, uh, accusations against you. Listen, we, we need to know these things. We need to know that these things are present. Because if we don't understand that these things are plausible and present, and listen, they're not if they will happen, it's when they will happen. People will talk. People will say, friends, listen to me. I, I, I promise you this. I've lived through this on multiple occasions. Uh, friends, listen to me. I want you to understand. We are not doing this for ourselves. It hurts when we're doing it for ourselves. But friends, listen to me. We need to understand that we are doing this for the cause of Christ. Now, I'm going to listen. I'm going to work through this because there's more things I want to read. Verse number 31. He said, therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I seized not to warn, warn uh, everyone night and day with tears. Don't be carried away. Don't be taken aside. Proverbs chapter number six, <clears throat> rolling up on 50 minutes. I'm gonna try and wind my way through this. Proverbs chapter number six, verse number 16. The Bible says, uh, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that, de that devises wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift and run into mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thy heart and tie them about thy neck. Amen. Listen to me. I'm telling you, listen to these. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. Proverbs chapter number 14, verse number 15. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. A Wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hatred is hated. The simple inherit folly, 
but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is hated even of his own neighbor, but the rich hath many friends. He that despiseth his neighbor sinneth, but he that hath mercy on the poor, he is happy. Amen. Uh, friends, listen, Now I'm going to tell you something. We get back over here, and uh, listen, and I, I know I spent the whole time, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to finish this, amen? Just hold on for just a minute. We're just going to finish this. Uh, now, the Bible tells us right here, uh, uh, now, uh, listen, now I beseech you, brethren, I, that was just on verse number 17, uh, 50 minutes on verse number 17. I can give you an hour more on the rest of it. It says, for they are, are in verse number 18, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus, but their own belly, and by good works and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Friends, listen to me uh, 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 tonight. I, I want you to hear me loudly, plainly, and clearly. Uh, listen, if you haven't here, uh, if you haven't listened to the entire Roman series, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Because listen, uh, the primary premise uh, of the book of Romans is this: is that man uh, is a sinner. Uh, that man, uh, uh, listen, I'm gonna tell you something. There is none right. You go read Romans chapter number three. There's none righteous, no, not one. For no man seeketh God. Uh, friends, listen to me. I'm telling you something. Man is totally. Uh, listen and. Uh, completely uh, uh, touched and affected by sin uh, in every fiber and morsel. We cannot seek God. We cannot. Uh, we cannot find him but listen to me I'm glad friends listen that he has sought us and this is where we get to the word responsibility responsibility or responsible response able that means you are able to respond because of the propensity and the inclination of our sin that is in our mortal body we cannot save ourselves but I'm glad that we have a Savior. I've said this, if I've said this once, I've said it 10,000 times. Christ is not an answer to our sin. Christ is the Savior of our sin. There is a stark difference. Amen. Uh, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something, friends. Listen, we talk about God's foreknowledge. We talk about uh, God. Uh, listen, God's knowledge in general. Listen to me. You've heard me, me talk about God's middle knowledge. Listen to me. We have uh, God's free knowledge, God's middle knowledge, uh, uh, and, and God's general knowledge. Listen, we, we see those are the logical priorities. Uh, listen, and the functionalities of, uh, of God's logic. Friends, listen, he didn't look down through time and see what I was going to do. Amen. That's not how this thing works. Amen. God didn't look down through the ages of time and see Chris Gilbert and see that he was going to choose Jesus. That's not how salvation worked. Amen. That's not even what foreknowledge means. Listen to me. God knew what he could create, and therefore he knew if he could create it, he knew what they would do. And because he could create it and he knew what they would do, therefore he knew what they will do. Amen. And God knew these things logically and chronologically prior to the creation of this world. Amen. You go read Rome or to first Peter chapter number one. It said, For as much as you know you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers. 
but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot who verily, verily was foreordained before, before, before the foundation of the world. I friends, listen to me. There was a, listen, we have an eternal begotten Savior. Uh, listen, in the Emmanuel, the second person of the Trinity, the Lord Jesus Christ. I friends, listen, he didn't go to the cross of Calvary because I needed him. He went to the cross of Calvary because he loved me. First John chapter four, not that we love God, but that he first loved us and gave his son to be the propitiation or the place of mercy for our sin. Not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. Listen, you've heard me talk about the Greek word world. The Greek word world is, is the word cosmos. That encompasses the first, the second, and the third heavens. Everything that is comprehensively known is loved of God. Amen. Every man, woman, boy, and girl, those that are suffering and stricken with depression and anxiety, uh, those that are, are struck and, and stricken with uh, the, the, the social pressures, uh, listen, and the peer pressures and the economic pressures of today's time, we need to understand that we have, you have a Savior who loves us. He infinitely, eternally loved us, not because we were good, but He simply loved us because He is merciful. Amen. I made mention of this. A few Sundays ago, uh, listen, we need to pay uh, specific and special attention to Hebrews chapter number 4, verse number 16. He said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, that we may obtain mercy to find grace. Uh, listen, to find grace to help in the time of need. You see, we can't even get to grace without God's mercy. That's why he is the propitiation. He's the place of mercy. And the reason that we have mercy is because he first loved us. Not because we first loved him. Not because he saw that I needed him. Not because he saw that I chose him. No, he loved us. He loved his creation before it was created. And because he loved the creation, he extended mercy. And his mercy was manifest in a bundle of joy. And pierced the night air as Mary held him in her arms. And we called his name Jesus. And because we have Jesus, these are the doctrines that we need to uphold. Because we have Jesus, we have a Savior. You see, he's not the answer to our sin. He is the Savior of our sin. What a hope, what a promise we have in Jesus Christ. Friends, listen to me. We've got the best thing that ever has been. It's my heart's desire earnestly and honestly to see the whole world saved. You know why? Because that was God's will. That was, that was the desire of Christ. The cross of Calvary was an extension to all. Its intention was to save all. But it can only save those who apply it. That's where we get back to responsibility. You see, God has sought us. It's not in the canon of Scripture. It's not in the text. It's not in the Word of God where God has to do some special extra work of grace in our lives. The Bible tells us when conviction is finished and what brings the, the finality of conviction is the Word of God. 
When the word of God is preached, it is the flashlight that shines in the darkness and exposes where we as humanity stand in contrast to a holy and a righteous God, which is hopeless and helpless without a hope in eternity. That's where, that's where the gospel exposes humanity. And we must cry and we must respond. You must respond to the gospel. Positively and favorably, you must, listen, there comes a time when you have to respond. You have to. If you're going to heaven, you have to respond to the goal of the gospel. Friends, listen. I'm going to read this to you over here. I've got a bunch of scriptures marked over here in Philippians in the third chapter. Verse number 17, the Bible reads as this. It says, Brethren, be, be followers together of me and mark them, mark them, which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is is in their shame, whose mind, who mind earthly things. Now, friends, listen to me. He's writing this to the established churches. He's talking about the wolves that are going to come in, the wolves that are in sheep's clothing, the, the, the ones that are going to yoke up and join with you, the tares that are sold among the wheat. Now, listen, we can look across this world. We can look at outside of the church, friends. Listen, we can see a whole plethora uh, of people, friends. Listen, we, we put our fingers on them pretty quick. Listen, that they're, that they're lost, that they don't know Jesus. They may outright blatantly reject Jesus. Friends, we should still seek the salvation of their souls. That's what Christ died for. But the, I want you to listen to this. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them. Mark them which walk so as ye have for an example. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Listen, brethren, be, I'm going to read it to you so you hear me. Brethren, be followers of me, but be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Paul's not saying mark them that are an enemy to the cross, but he said mark them who walk in the doctrines, in the faith, who preach righteousness, who preach Christ, who uphold the doctrines of not of the Baptist church either, amen, but uphold the doctrines of the text, of the word of God. This is where we need to bow, uh, this is where we need to reconcile all things. And you've heard me say this over several times. Listen, we're going through this social, all these social injustice things that are brewing. Listen, these riots that are breaking across the country. Listen to me. Uh, I'm not arguing about ethnicity. The only point I want to make in this whole thing is that the ground is level at the cross of my Savior. That's where I want to meet people. Amen. I don't, want, I don't want to meet people uh, based on all these other parameters. I want to meet people on, uh, on the level ground of the cross. Amen. Hey, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are much more successful, have way more financially than I'll ever have monetarily. Listen to me. 
I don't begrudge those things. I know my home is in heaven. God has blessed me abundantly. I have more than I could ever ask, think, or imagine. But friends, listen to me. We must mark those who walk after Christ. Mark those. Well, I'm glad that I've got some, I'm glad that I've got some triggers, some men and women in my life that I've marked along the way. Have you? Now listen. <clears throat> I know I've went over an hour, but I'm going to finish this. I said I was, so I'm going to do it. For they uh, that are such serve not the Lord Jesus, but their own belly, and by good works and fair uh, speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Well, what a sad condition that we're living in today. Deceive the hearts of the simple. Friends, listen to me. You remember when, uh, and if you don't remember, go back and listen to Romans uh, 13, 14, and 15. Yeah, 14. Uh, Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but uh, not to doubtful disputations. For one uh, believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. And this is talking about the dietary laws and all these things. We get back into reverting into Judaism and some of the things and doctrines that Paul addressed in the book of Romans. But the Bible teaches us that we are to... Uh, that we are to guard them, watch over them. Jesus said, how oft would I, as a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings, how oft would I have done this for you? But you would not. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men, and I am glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple uh, concerning evil. And have you wise unto these things. Jesus said, go forth, go forth. He said, I send you forth as sheep into the wolves. He said, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Mark them. Mark them. Walk with them. Stay away. Amen. And the Lord of God and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. What a wonderful promise. Amen. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. And now we get down uh, to uh, uh, the, the, the final uh, end of this right here. And, and I believe I had this. Yeah, I did have this marked over here. I wanted to read this to you. First John, I got kind of ahead of myself uh, and didn't mention this, and I know I've went way over time. And I do apologize, but uh, listen. First John chapter number four. Uh, listen, mark this in your text. Go read it. Read chapter four in its entirety. Listen, chapter number four, verse number one. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Try the spirits. Whether they of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth, heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Amen. 
Uh, friends, listen, we should be good stewards over the word of God. We should be good stewards over the flock of God. Amen. Uh, listen, he said, now Paul addresses in another place, he said, now, uh, listen, don't be these others lording over God's heritage. Amen. Uh, friends, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, we need to know our place. We need to honor our place. We need to be good stewards of the word of God. We need to be good stewards of what God has given for more much is given, much is also required. Now, verse 25, 26, and 27, I'm going to say these just a few words, and I'm going to be done. Now, to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret from the uh, from since the world began. What is this mystery? Uh, listen, boy, I tell you, verse number 25 is a can of worms. <clears throat> I'm just going to say briefly a few words. Uh, but the the revelation of the mystery, what's he talking about in verse number 25? If you flip back over, this was uh, this is a, a very a contentious verse. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions over uh, Romans chapter number 11, verse number 25. He said, For I would not, brethren, that you should uh, be ignorant of this mystery. What is the mystery that he's talking about? He's talking about the old olive branch. He's talking about being grafted in grafted in and those that are cut off of the olive tree talking about the gentiles and jews that are grafted in and those that are cut off he said this is the mystery this is the mystery of god uh, friends now listen the bible says for i would not brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own conceits that blindness in part has happened uh, to israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Now listen, there's a lot of people, uh, listen, and I'm not going to split hairs with you over this, but listen, uh, uh, <clears throat> a lot of people in my estimation, they, they interpret this, this particular verse incorrectly. Uh, listen, <clears throat> but the Bible says that you, be, uh, that you uh, should not be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel. Now friends, listen to me. Why is Israel blind? Go back, go back just a few verses right here. You'll find out why Israel's blind. The reason why Israel is blind is not because God has blinded them. It's because they have blinded themselves through unbelief. Amen. That's how you become blind in the word of God is you reject the gospel. Uh, listen, you become, uh, listen, your impotent heart becomes harder and harder and harder and harder. This is what is known, the theological term as judicial hardening. Uh, as you progressively walk away, you progressively come harder and harder and more callous to the word of God. But now the Bible tells us right here, it says the, that blindness in part is happened to Israel. Why has it only happened to, uh, to part of Israel? It's because only part of Israel did not believe. Same goes, uh, it's constituted today. Friends, listen to me. Our, uh, our brothers ethnically from Israel, uh, friends, listen, we need to understand that th this was the stump in which Paul addressed the primary doctrines of his theology in the book of Romans is there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile any longer. Uh, friends, listen to me. <laughs> the book of Deuteronomy tells us that the land promises have been fulfilled. God gave them the land which they that God promised them. They possessed it and they squandered it. And the curse remains today because they squandered it. The Bible says that blindness in part has happened unto Israel. So they're blinded partly. Why? Because of unbelief until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Now, friends, listen. What is the fullness of the Gentiles? The fullness of the Gentiles uh, is all the Gentiles that will be grafted into the olive tree. Through the church age. Amen. So friends, listen. 
We, we see here that, listen, Israel is blind in part. Why are they blind in part? Because they unbelieve. Until the fullness of the time of the Gentiles. What is the fullness of the time of the Gentiles? The fullness is the, is, is the period, the church age period, the gospel age period, in which the gospel is preached. And to all those Gentiles that will believe, not those that were uh, preordained, elected, selected, or unconditionally arbitrary uh, uh, pulled out of a bucket, but those that believe by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. When that fullness shall be come in, then the Bible tells us in verse 26, and so all Israel shall be saved. Now, friends, listen to me. We see here, when we go back over to Romans chapter number two, the Bible tells us he's not a Jew, which is one outwardly, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And that circumcision is not outward of the flesh, but circumcision is inward of the heart, not of the letter, but of the spirit. Amen? So we must understand, friends, listen to me, that God is bringing together, listen, the spiritual Israel, the true Israel. Uh, listen, uh, it's not a nation. It's not an ethnicity. It's those of all race, creed, and color that believe and accept and confess the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. This is the revelation of the mystery which was kept since the beginning of the world, but now is made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets. Amen. This is the doctrines that he's talking about that we need to hold fast. And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the, prof uh, uh, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. To God, to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Amen and amen. We thank God for this wonderful spirit of God. We thank God for the word of God. Uh, thank you for allowing me, Timber Ridge, to uh, study through the book of Romans. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I made some announcements earlier at the beginning, uh, listen, of the live stream, and I'll, follow, I'll end it with this as well. This coming Sunday morning, we will be going back into the church at 11 o'clock. We will be going back into the church. No Sunday school, no Sunday night service. Uh, we are going to have uh, every other bench marked off. We'll have hand sanitizer provided there for you. If you're, if you're sick, feel sick, uh, we would encourage you to stay home. Uh, we're even encouraging masks. If you feel more comfortable wearing a mask, wear a mask. If it makes you to feel more comfortable to wear a mask in the house of God and you, you think the preacher needs to wear one, you tell me, and I've got a handful. I've got them all over my truck. I'll go grab one and graciously put one on if that helps the cause. But friends, just remain uh, 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 conscious and persistent in our social distancing. Okay, let's remember this. Sunday morning, we'll be going back in the church. Next Wednesday night, I believe that's September the 30th, we will have conference at the church at 7 o'clock Wednesday night. We'll not be any choir practice. We'll have uh, a song or two, some preaching. We'll go right into conference. That'll be next Wednesday night. Uh, we will be in the church on Sunday mornings. The next Sunday, October the 4th, we will begin... Uh, what was our summer revival? We're starting revival October the 4th, that Sunday night. Uh, we, we have not definitively made a decision if that will be in the church or be at uh, potentially Laddie Schoolhouse. I don't know. The weather's changing on us pretty quick. Uh, we're probably going to lean harder and more toward uh, going in the church just because of the weather and the bathroom situation. Uh, it'll just be easier. Uh, so <clears throat> we're looking at people coming in, potentially come in and fog uh, the church every single day so we can maintain uh, safety, make make sure that everybody is happy and healthy. We want to have a wonderful revival. We need revival. We need revival. So let's uh, pray for a revival. God bless you tonight. We love you. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And good Lord, uh, good Lord willing, we'll see you Sunday morning at 11 o'clock.